Echo 5, do you copy? Echo 5. Echo 2, good morning. Nice of you to drop by. Feeling alright, sir? Thought we lost you. Right now, I feel like I can take off this whole podcast myself. Ah, I know what you mean. Ready to send that transmission to Echo Base? Yes, sir. R10, pass through. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Hoth Transmissions. We're going to continue our adventure through the Book of Bofa, and we're on the final chapter. Uh, just before we jump in, I'd like to introduce another one of our uh, our co-hosts, Echo7. Hey everybody. Uh, yeah, so he's going to be joining me. We're going to discuss Chapter 7. Uh, before we jump in, I want to jump in a little bit of news. A um, little bit to do with Ahsoka. Uh, after... Ray Stevenson is joining the cast. Uh, if any of you guys are familiar, he played Gar Saxon in the Clone Wars and also Star Wars Rebels. I mean, I'm looking at him right now. Uh, probably the coolest Mandalorian that uh, was on Death Watch fighting with her, uh, her mall. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious if he's going to continue as a Mandalorian or if he's going to be part of the, I want to say, Part of the empire. Yeah, I mean, I can see it either way. But if I remember in Rebels, he was with. I think he was the one that was trying to take Sabine's technology to basically go against the, the. The Mandalorians, so that would be able to penetrate their armor and basically just eradicate them. And so he worked yeah. with the empire. And so I wonder if he's gonna continue to be a influence with maybe a remnant group maybe with thrawn or if he's kind of now that the emperor is done if he's kind of jumped in with a uh, death watch again probably the armor or and was it uh pass yeah well here on um on wikipedia it uh it lists him as affiliation death watch shadow collective and uh galactic empire so it would be pretty cool to see him joining forces with one of the uh, Imperial remnants, especially if he was with like one of Thrawn's muscle men or something like that. That'd be pretty dope. Dude, I think so as well. I think he would actually work pretty well with Thrawn. And so it'd yeah. be really cool to kind of see him reprise that character. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all the news. I mean, uh, we still got Kenobi coming up on uh, May 25th. Uh, kind of what I predicted in the future, or, or predicted before, like a lot of people were thinking it's going to be released on May 4th, but I had a feeling they're going to re- release it after Celebration, and so it looks like that's what's going to be done, so it's going to be on May 25th, and it's going to run six episodes. I'm actually nice. pretty stoked for it. Yeah, it's going to be super cool. Uh, I hear Vader's going to be a big presence in the series. Uh, remind me who that is? Uh, Darth Vader? Oh, Darth Vader. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, obviously. Uh, I thought you said... Uh, I, I heard something. No, no, you're fine. I could edit that out. That <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> sound like, like a, a noob fan. 
Oh my god. I might keep yeah, it in yeah. just for comedy. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it works. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I, yeah. I misheard. I misheard. So, yes. <laughs> I, I know who Darth Vader is. Anyone should know who Darth Vader is. <laughs> yeah. And so, I wonder if we're going to see like flashbacks with Anakin Skywalker and Kenobi. Maybe, oh, dude, I would love to see some like uh, flashbacks with Anakin and Kenobi, like maybe doing a a small thing during Clone Wars. You know what? I'm. You know, I would, that would be super cool. And what would also be really cool is we saw a small tidbit of it in uh, episode six, I think, of the Book of Boba Fett. Where oh, yeah, yeah, the Order 66 with uh, Grogu. Yeah, yeah, the raid on the, uh, on the Jedi Temple. I would, I'd love to see Anakin, newly turned Darth Vader, just fighting all these Jedis, killing, I mean, I, I don't want to see him killing younglings that he jacked up, but. Fighting, uh, yeah. uh, every every kid wants Jedi to see that. And... Don't, don't, don't lie to yourself. <laughs> but I, I just think it'd be so cool to see a lot more of that because the Jedi Temple's huge, and I mean that's a huge, you know, building to assault, and it would just be a dope battle. Honestly, I have to, right? Honestly, I have to agree with that. Like I know when Revenge of the Sith came out, I was like, oh, we're we gonna see the the turning of Anakin. He's gonna rid, he's walking up the temple steps. He's got all the the five of first behind him. All yeah. right, we're gonna we're gonna see him uh, chop down some Jedi, and all we get is like a little bit of his uh, a little angle Favorite. with his hood. We get to see his eyes, and then we see him walking into the younglings, and then lightsaber turns on and then cuts off to that, and then Yoda's yeah. in there feeling the destruction of everything, and then you just continue to see the rest of Order sixty six and all that. And yeah. that's one thing I've always wanted to see more of. So I wonder if we're gonna get some more perspective from Vader. I think that'd be kind of cool. yeah. And just kind of him like standing there thinking back and then him that just would, in anger and then we get a flashback feel, of him thinking about Order 66. I feel like that would be a very heavy moment emotionally. Extremely. Uh, because cause he's just newly turned to the dark side. And so there's still a lot of conflict in him. And yeah, because I think this takes place five years after. Yeah. And, so yeah, he's, he's still uh, trying to get into the, the mode. I mean, I, I can't get enough of uh, Order 66. That it's just, I mean, dude, I know. Every time I see it, it's like, uh, what is it? They did in Bad Batch. They talk about it a little bit in Rebels. We get a flashback in Book of Boba. Yeah. Uh, we see Mando's perspective of the battle droids during uh during the Clone Wars, and then if you've played Fallen Order, you get like a whole mission on Order 66 where you're trying to escape while your master is trying to protect you. Yeah. And so. Any perspective that I get from him, I'm just like, all right, this is cool. This is cool. Hits me every time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm just kind of curious how much I got to focus. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's the first time that we've seen him live action since uh, the the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, for me the the Galactic uh, Civil War was. Uh, I mean, that's the coolest era for me, even though it only lasted like what four or five years. Uh, twenty years. Are you talking well, about Clone not, Wars? Not, my, the Clone Wars, my bad. Um, the yeah. Clone Wars only lasted a few years. It wasn't that long at all. Uh, but it's just, it's. I mean, it's pretty cool. There's so much to to go over. Yeah, they barely even tapped any of it. Like we got a lot of, we got seven seasons out of it, but there's still so much yeah. more that they could have, they could have uh, tapped upon. Oh yeah, I mean. And you don't even have to follow freaking Anakin and, and Obi-Wan. 
because I mean it's a galactic expanding war. So that's true. I mean, they could always come up with new content, live or animated, and I'd I'd watch it. Yeah, follow follow more with Plokun, Coyote Mundi, maybe more missions with Yoda. I oh, mean, yeah. Actually, that was probably one of my favorite episodes in Clone Wars was uh, Yoda's arc in season five, or was it season six? I can't remember. Where uh, where he goes and sees the 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 wills, and then he oh, learns yeah. about how learns about the fall of the Jedi Order and how necessary it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, uh, don't even get me started on the Jedi. I mean, they obviously the 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 good guys, the Sith, are, are horrible, but like. I mean, they got so comfortable where they were that they, that they. I mean, Luke was right as much as you might hate. Uh, episode uh, or, seven. Or the, oh no, yeah, episode seven. The last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, the last Jedi, where he talks about how they allowed the Sith to rise and literally rule the galaxy all under their nose, and yeah, I mean they. And they even show it in the Clone Wars where they're just like, oh, yeah, something's wrong. This is wrong. You know, these clones came out of nowhere and they're still just kind of going along with it because they don't know what else to do. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like a really cool perspective because we get to see Anakin struggle with that. Like, Anakin's seeing it happen like the entire time and he's like, okay. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, the Jedi are wrong. Even Qui-Gon even noticed it. And that's why he only joined the council for such a short time and he stepped down. Just because yeah. he just couldn't agree with a lot of the stuff they're doing. <clears throat> exactly. And so Anakin's like, oh, you guys are doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. Okay, well, you're telling me this, but you guys are doing this. Yeah. So no wonder Anakin got so so confused and messed up. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, we'll see We'll see what they do with uh, Luke and starting his new, uh, his new school. But hopefully they yeah. show him... You know, not being super disillusioned like he was in, in episode seven. Um, at least going a different direction that they did in uh, the the old Jedi, I guess, before before their fall, learning from their mistakes. Yeah, and so maybe we'll get more of that out of Kenobi, kind of like maybe Obi-Wan is kind of struggling with the same stuff, but Obi-Wan yeah. seems like a little bit more hopeful than Luke turned out to be. Exactly. And so it would be really cool to kind of see them develop Kenobi from that person who lost Satine, who lost his master, who failed his apprentice, from, yeah. and then seeing this child grow up on Tatooine and protecting him from these threats, all in the, all in the name of preserving the, the Jedi Order. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious how, I mean, I'm curious how close they're going to follow the Obi-Wan Kenobi book. Uh, I listened to the Audible book. Uh, is that a canon it, it, one, or is it like the? Or is uh, that from Legends? It might not. It might not be canon anymore. Hey, let me look real quick. Um, yeah, because I know they did a in the comics they did a Kenobi story arc, and that's where we got to see Kersantan face off against Kenobi, and the little scar that Kersantan has in the the Book of Boba is the one that Obi Wan gave him with the lightsaber. Looking. Uh, no, it's legends. Okay. But I imagine they pull stuff up from it. Well, especially if Dave Filoni and and uh, John Favreau have anything to do with it, they they keep pulling all sorts of stuff out of legends. Oh yeah, and oh. I've never actually read the Kenobi book. <laughs> not not exactly. I think I have it. I just never got a chance to read it. But I've always been intrigued to read it. I always like a lot of the legend stuff. 
it was good, um, but it actually he it it was actually kind of more like the Book of Boba Fett, to be honest. When they were, because he spent a lot of time with Tuscan Raiders, um, and they actually flip flopped the roles. There was some villagers, and they were actually antagonizing the Tuscans to make them look like the bad guys, but the Tuscans were doing them bad. So, oh, interesting. That, interesting. Yeah, so it was it was interesting and it was cool. Um, but being that Obi Wan's main purpose of being on Tatooine is to protect Luke, I hope they go a slightly different route because in the book they didn't even oh. talk about Luke. It was just like, oh yeah, he's there. Uh, I go check in on him every once in a while, and then it was like, oh. I don't know. Yeah, from what I understand, it's gonna we're gonna see Inquisitors. We're gonna see Kenobi, and it's supposed to jump around from planet to planet. Like Obi Wan, I think Obi Wan's trying to lose their tail. Like he's not oh, okay. actually staying on Tatooine, and so he leaves in order to, I guess, to protect Luke's uh, discovery. That's what I'm mm-hmm. assuming, at least. Uh, and so I know Vader's gonna be big into it as well, and so I'm looking forward to them meeting up again and having that duel that Captain Kennedy keeps talking about being the duel of the century, or the rematch of the century. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, Ewan McGregor on Disney Plus, the little promo for the show, he even talks about them having a little fight. Um, so yeah, yeah that'll, that'll so be interesting to see again. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I've talked to some people I'm, that have worked on the show, and they've talked about like how there's going to be different very vari- we're going to see a different part of it that we've never seen, different variations of a suit. Uh, yeah. Kenobi's going to have a different look, which I'm actually pretty excited to get. Maybe some of the pops or the the black series that they're gonna have of it and hopefully yeah. they're gonna toss out some more uh black series lightsabers i'd like yeah, to see them dope. redo the darth vader one and yeah. maybe obi-wan's but we'll, we'll see what comes out of it a lot of cool things to come up with it um yeah all right so let us jump into chapter seven all right so guys chapter seven this is the moment that they've been building up for since the beginning of the series, but got lost during five and six. <laughs> so we starts off, we get to see Boba and Fennec. They walk into the remains of the sanctuary after it's been destroyed. Man, what a mess they made. Yeah, that was wicked. I thought there was going to be survivors, to be honest. And they showed the aftermath and... Max I mean, Rebo survived. But... Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he survived the cell bars. He can survive yeah. this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I was surprised that they killed literally everybody in there. I was just like, okay, everyone's dead. <laughs> yeah, especially, uh, what was it, that one Twi'lek chick that ran the place. I was actually kind of sad to see her die. Garza, Garza Flip. I, th- I think that was her name, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I decided to see that place. I, I really enjoyed it. I actually thought that was cool, but uh, I don't know. It, it is a necessary gesture for the next part of for things to kind of step forward and move on. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like the, the jewel, I guess, of his territory. Fancy little, little yeah, cantina or whatever, the, the lounge. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's cool to kind of see them chilling in this the sanctuary they're kind of like oh crap okay well looks like things are starting a little bit quicker than we anticipated uh and but i guess we're gonna have to get this done and 
the Spy Kids, I think was the name of uh, <laughs> um, He's like, okay, well, better, no better place than to set up camp here. He was like, make them come to us. Forget the palace. He was like, we're going to be part of Moss Espa. We're going to really gain people's attention. We got to stay here. And Boba's like, nah, we'll just go back there. And then Drax, the chick, she's like, no, no, no. All right, you guys can go there, but we're staying here. And Boba's like, all right, you know what? I'm staying here too then. And so I kind of really like how they're really pulling Boba's character into that leadership role. It's like, he's kind of stubborn, like he'll make a decision, but he's like, you know what? I'm open for suggestion. I'm not going to just lead and just tell you, okay, this is what we're doing. You guys are being childish. Come with me or we'll drag you back. Harry's like, you know what? You actually might, might have a point. So let's just stay here. Oh yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, and I mean, I can even attribute that to, to real life experiences, like leaders at work, uh, you know, the good ones aren't the ones that are going to be all, you know, acting like dictators. They're going to be willing to listen to other input. And if that, if somebody else has a better perspective, then they'll actually listen to it, you know? So I, I did like that. Yeah. I mean, I deal with a lot of, I have a lot of different managers in my job and Probably about 90, 90% of them are the, the people are like, do it my way or no way. And oh, yeah. they, they sit there and pull fits or they'll get upset. Uh, I, like, I'm, I'm a supervisor, but like, I, I think one of my managers knows, she's like, she's like, I know you have an issue with authority. I'm like, it's not that I have an issue with authority. It's just I have an issue of people that are taking their roles and abusing it. And so I kind of like that Boba's not abusing his ability or his power. Like he yeah. came in, killed Bifortina, and then it's like, all right, I'm the boss here. All right, now let me hear your thoughts. Because yeah. like he's even like willing to get rid of the whole spice trade. <clears throat> Fennec is like, no, 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 no. That was pretty much all of Jabba's trade. Like that was most of his fortune. We can't get rid of it. And he's like, no, spice is ruining, killing our people. We're getting rid of it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, it's that's a horrible, horrible thing to be running through, especially if he wants to be respected and not feared. Then, I mean, that that's a perfect place to start getting rid of the drugs on the streets. Yeah, basically. Uh, what was it said? What was it? Uh, Kavan says Tatooine has seen enough uh, violence or whatever. And right. So Boba's kind of on the same page. He's like, all right, let's just clean this place up. We'll we'll be a little yeah. bit more honest here. Yeah, and I I was hearing arguments like, oh well, Boba should have just fought at the uh, at the palace anyway, because then then Mos Espa wouldn't have gotten destroyed like it did. And I can see that argument, but at the same time, he's this new uh, daimyo, and he needs to be seen defending his territory. Uh, yeah, I mean, and they they paid that off at the end of the episode. In the words uh, of the Joker, saw him. It's about sending a message. Yeah, exactly. So, so people saw him, and and now he's respected. So, yeah, which I like, cause but at the same time, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, the people, the people need me here, and at this point, I'm like, just based off of like the whole season so far, like up until this point, like I haven't really seen the only part, time that I've actually seen him go out is to go to the sanctuary or to deal with that one guy that was overselling water and saving the spike kids from him or trying to fix prices. Yeah. The rest of the time he's been at his palace or he's been trying to get his uh, slave one back and stuff like that. And so at this point I'm like, 
I don't really think these people really know who you are yet. So I think at this point, it's kind of like a big thing for him to be, like you said, being seen defending his territory. Yeah. Because like yeah. these people don't know that they need them. They're <clears throat> they're so used to Java. They're so used to Bifortuna. The packs are coming in. They're so used to the huts just running everything that they're just used to everything. So they're, they don't even know that they need Boba at this point. And so Boba's like, mm. all right, I'm here to change things up. You guys don't know you need me. You don't know who I am yet. But here, I'm going to make a name. And we see sure. that at the end of the, the episode, too, once everything's finalized. Because yeah. one, once he once, once they win the battles, like he's, him and Fennec are walking down, and they're handing him runs. People are like bowing to him, and Boba's like, I don't think we're, we're the right people to do this. And it's just like, well, who else then? And then it kind of goes off into another thing. Yeah. But after this little scene, I kind of <clears> like <throat> that it jumped over and we got a little see a little bit more perspective of the pikes and i don't think we got really much out of them until this point and i'm really upset because i feel like they should have got cad bane in the series a lot sooner because i like that he's in it now but for people that haven't seen clone wars or bad batch people are just like who is this guy yeah and now he's already gone so for, yeah. for the casual observer, it's just like, okay, he's this weird-looking dude who's good with a gun, and that's it. So Yeah, yeah like, he came in, like, <clears throat> yeah, like, he, like, this whole scene, like, him talking to the pipes, like, he's, you can definitely tell he has authority, like, he's got experience, like, he's yeah. somebody you should know, because the way that he's talking yeah. to the pipes, he's like, all right, well, what are we doing here? Yeah. Yes, I think what would have been cool, and I, I feel like it's maybe a, a missed opportunity, um, but I mean, everything's hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, Absolutely, yeah. If, if he had been, maybe not the sole person, but involved in the destruction of Boba's uh, Tuscan tribe. Uh, yeah. Like, if, if he was tasked with, with that, maybe not by himself, but maybe leading some uh, some pikes over there, I think that would have been... That would have been a very cool introduction, showing him being ruthless, and then that would have set the stage for him coming back uh, to to shoot the the marshal later on in, in, in the season. Dude, yeah, but, I remember like uh, back when the Tuscans first got annihilated, and <laughs> it was like really a Viking took out a whole tribe of Tuscans. Yeah. I was like, nope. I'm like, I, I, I knew it wasn't the Viking. I was, I mean, not the Viking, the, the Biker Gang. I was like, <clears> I guarantee you it had something to do with the Pikes. The Pikes were playing Boba because Boba's coming and saying, okay, well, the Tuscans are on this territory. You're going to have to pay in order to use this land. Pikes are like, all right, well, screw that. Yeah. Uh, let's lie to Boba and say, okay, well, go deal with the Bikers and then, and then, because we're not going to pay tribute to two people, even though you know they weren't paying tribute to the, the Bikers at all. Oh, yeah. And so, so that whole scene with Bubba going to Slave One and just seeking vengeance on the Bikers—it's <laughs> just completely, completely I, just murder. Yeah, I mean, he didn't know I it, mean, but no. But I mean, it was also an, an excellent scene. With... Oh, it was. It was. <laughs> I had a big old smile on my face when when they showed the bikers, and then you just see the Slave One in the distance just getting closer and closer and then he just unleashes on him i just thought it was so murdered in cold blood both of that is a cold-blooded killer <laughs> yeah 
Just like um, Cad Bane said. Which is funny because Cad Bane says uh, Boba is a cold-blooded killer, but it seems more like uh, just based off of Cad Bane's history, Cad Bane fits that role a lot more. Yeah, because I mean, even in the Clone Wars, I mean, when we saw young Boba, he wasn't much of a killer. You know, he's, he still had a bit of a code. Yeah. And especially when he talked to Hondo, Hondo kind of helped him mold him a little bit. And yeah. I think like the, the first time that we see Cad Bane, he's breaking into the, to get out, what was it, uh, Gardula, not Gardula, uh, that goofy hut, the cousin of Jabba. Yeah. And he's just ruthlessly just killing people. Yeah. <laughs> and his bounty was just uh, releasing, not kill anybody. So. Well, I mean, I he know. has no, he has no problem kidnapping little little kids either. I mean. <laughs> that is true. That is true. He tried to take Omega, and then he took uh, those four sensitive kids in the Clone Wars for Sidious. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he went in and got the mm-hmm. hologram too. Yeah. So. That is I mean, true. So Boba's technically, not he perfect. worked for the Empire. He just didn't know he was. Yeah. I mean, Boba's probably not perfect, but Cad Bane's definitely a lot worse. As yeah, I mean, go. I mean, when you're a bounty hunter, I mean, is, is is there any time that you're not a killer? You do it. Yeah. You do what you need to do to get the job done. Exactly. Boba did it. Cad Bane did it. I mean, Singh did it. Even, even Mando. It. Even Mando. Chop that dude's head off. Cut him in half, then chopped his head off. So. Yeah, seriously. Uh, like, yikes. And we don't even know what the guy did. Yeah, no. We just, why, why, why he was being hunted. And and we still cheer for him because he's, quote unquote, the our big hero. guy. So, yeah, he's our hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, root for a questionably moral guy, but he's winning. So, yeah, let's go. <laughs> he's got the cool armor, so we like him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, I mean, it wasn't a big surprise to see that the mayor was there as well. I was like, I hated yeah. the mayor since I first saw him in the, the first episode. Yeah, very... Uh, or second episode, whenever he showed up. Uh, the slimy person, you can just tell. Yeah. And then, it was a little interesting to see Pelimoto show up again. It seemed like she's like a big role for uh, John Favreau, and then... I honestly didn't think we were going to get the answer to Grogu's choice until Amanda Season 3, but it came a lot quicker than I thought. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. Um, my fan theory was completely wrong. I thought I thought Yoda was going to pick the lightsaber, and then Luke was going to give him the armor as well, and be like, oh, just because you choose the, the Jedi way doesn't mean you have to forsake your family or something like that, but I mean, yeah. he picked the armor, so either way, I'm wrong, is what it is. So, <laughs> but, Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I honestly thought he was going to pick Yoda's lightsaber as well, and that Luke was just going to give him the, the armor, but I didn't think we were going to yeah. make the decision so quickly. But I think that the way they went with this was to protect him from Kylo. <laughs> I think this is kind of their, their option of like, okay, well, how does Grogu survive the purge of... Luke's temple. Well, he took he chose to be family instead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was one way or another. Or I don't think people would have been happy if uh, if he he actually died by Kylo, because then nobody would like Kylo at all. 
just because of that. So. Oh yeah, seriously. Yeah, so it was kind of it's kind of interesting because they kind of did a little thing with uh, Kogu here. They did a little thing with uh, Grogu here where it was basically <clears throat> a lot of the fans kind of criticized Grogu's name. And so when Pelimoto found out his name, she's like, really? Oh, I'm not going to call you that. And that's kind of like an allusion to like a lot of fans. Like a lot of fans still call him Baby Yoda. I mean, I go back and forth. I don't think you're going to please everybody when, I mean, when he first showed up, people just started calling him Baby Yoda. And then that just kind of became an endearing term. And so no matter what name you're going to give him, no one's going to like it. So, I mean. Yeah, basically. Like, it depends on who I'm talking to. Like, if I'm talking to people that are, like, fans that actually know what they're talking about, I'll be like, okay, Grogu. Because they're not going to question me. They're like, okay, yeah, I know who that is. But yeah. when I go to people that I know that just see Mandalorian, but maybe have seen the movies, I'll be like, oh, yeah, Baby Yoda. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Baby Yoda. Everybody gets all super crazy. Uh, yeah. I liked... Uh, how she calls uh, Grogu Bright Eyes later. Yeah. It's uh, kind of a call to Planet of the Apes where Dr. Jerry calls Taylor Bright Eyes. Huh. Yeah, I don't know if that's like really a thing, but I, I was just reading somewhere. Somebody tied that in. I was like, okay, that might be, that might be something, but I thought it was interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And so we turn back to Fennec. Uh, they're talking about the families. Uh, it's like, okay, well, let's let's hope that uh, these guys are gonna remain neutral, because that'll make everything so much easier for us. Oh my gosh, I knew from the minute that happened, way back in the show, that they weren't gonna stay neutral. There was no way that they they were gonna stay neutral. I, I just, at least nope. for me, I, oh. I knew it wasn't gonna happen. I knew they were gonna get betrayed. At least. One yeah, time. I mean, it's it's cliche. You know, it's gonna happen. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, all right, well, yeah, yeah, it's acceptable to us. We'll stay neutral. We won't, we won't interfere. And you'll make us richer because of it. Okay, cool. Nah, I'll just try to get rid of the spice. That's their main source of income. So you knew they weren't gonna sit around and just let Boba just kind of run things around, run things out. Oh yeah. And I that's mean, one thing. What... Oh, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, especially from their perspective. I mean, Boba was. I mean, basically a foot soldier, and then now he wants to be the leader of this clan, and so I can I can also see where they're just like, you know, who the heck are you? Like, yeah, you're a good bounty hunter, but that doesn't make you a leader. So, so I can see that. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But oh man, they keep showing shots of like Mossas, but throughout this, the episode and. It shows like it, this massive place. I really think that they should have spent the last two episodes exploring it. You get this nice overview shot, and I might be wrong, but it seems like every time it's the same angle. Um, yeah. But it's still cool, but at the same time, then you go in to the city, and it's always either the palace or that road leading up to the stinking... Sanctuary. The, to the sanctuary, yeah. And so you don't get a whole lot of actual, like, because that's obviously aren't the only two places in that huge city. There's There's got to be other uh, hot, hot spots, um, to, so to speak. But Yeah, I'm hoping, like, uh, uh, they do something with it in the future. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. They set it up to be but, something. Yeah. As 
much yeah. as I am bored of seeing desert planets, I would like to see other planets with different sceneries, but Yeah. But maybe yeah. there's I don't know, maybe they're setting something up because even Bobo was talking about like when the Pikes came, he's like, tell them the negotiations are down, they're not gonna happen anymore, and tell them that Tatooine will grow with life and greenery with the bodies of with the death <laughs> yeah. of, with the death of you guys. Yeah, yeah. I think that was perfect. I forget his name, uh, but they had the the mayor's emissary, uh, his 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 right hand guy, go out there and he thought he was gonna offer the surrender and grovel a little bit, and then they were gonna go free, and then he's just like, no, the fields will will grow from the dead bodies of of the pikes, and he's like, yes, oh, yes, <laughs> yeah, no, like he's like, so... he was like trying to like, oh. I'll, all right, well, let me say this. Just read it. Just read it. All right, all right. Well, and you see him like he's like, I'm gonna get shot because of this. Yeah, yeah. And, and I knew, I knew it was too. I was expecting yeah. it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that was that was well done. I think that guy. I think he plays that character quite well. But, uh, oh man, he was so annoying. Super annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you gotta respect how well he plays that character, though. Oh yeah. You can tell that he's that brown noser. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, all right, well, I don't want to uh, boost my ego or talk so great of myself on Coruscant. I did learn this. Not that my family was rich or anything, but blah, 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 blah. I was a, yeah. uh, uh, was it a c- civil negotiator or something like that. So I am not beneath getting down on my knees and begging or groveling or whatnot. That way we can preserve your ego. Yeah, and it'll just be me doing it. I was like, "All right, all right, let's let's get this clown out there." He reminds me of like a court jester. Yeah. Totally. Uh, but I did like how they kind of like went in and they kind of like we did get to see a little bit more of Boss Espo because they're talking about okay, we got Kersatan, he's over here in the the in front of the in the Trandoshan territory. We got the Spy Kids over in Platoonian uh, uh, territory. Yeah, the best beginning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we got we got the the twin Gamorians, they're chilling over in this area. Uh Rip, by the way. Uh and so it's kind of setting up, okay, well we got all these sentries out here, so we got some patrols, so things are about to go down. Yeah. And I did like that Cad Bane did show up earlier and Boba Fett's like, Yeah, we're not fighting right now. Like he wanted to and finally kinda of talked him down. And you could see Cadman was getting under his skin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was trying to. I mean, that was that was his whole point. I was trying to get him off balance into that fight there. Can you get son? I do not. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. You're good. And I mean, since when do bounty hunters become the negotiators for whoever hires them? Yeah. Exactly. I was like, come on, Cad Bane. You're, you're a little bit more important than someone to go and intimidate somebody. You're a bounty hunter. Go collect your bounty and then come back. Yeah, a, a job is a job. He would have worked just as hard if he was working for Boba as he was for the uh, for the Pikes. I mean. Mm-hmm. And then he also mentioned Cal uh, Vanthos dead, and you can see through their helmets the disappointment the grief that mando was having and the disappointment that bob was having it's like okay well i guess free time's not coming yeah and so 
But Boba being the cocky guy, he's like, I can take him. And Brian's like, yeah, you will. Just <laughs> not right now. Yeah, exactly. I should have, should have talked him down before he got into... Because, I mean, he's emotional. He's going to be a little, a little off balance there. The draw. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to be focused. And so we got the, the Twi'lek clown. He's standing there. Delivers the, the message from Boba. Like, oh, well, Boba's offering you nothing. So, blah, blah, and then he says his little line, and then you see them getting ready to shoot him. And perfect timing for Boba and Amanda to jump out and start saving him. Oh, yeah. That was, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, that was. I, I thought he was going to get shot, to be honest. I, I thought they were going to kill I did him too. off. I was, like, I was kind of hoping they were. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah. I mean, Boba, all, I, all he had to do was wait to shoot a split second later. Then. <laughs> Oh, all right, this All right, now we can go in. <laughs> but I did like uh, seeing Mando and Boba just come out with their jetpacks and just start shooting. I thought that was really oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, it was almost like a like a callback to Iron Man two or three when uh, when Rhodes and, and Iron Man were out there and they had they were surrounded by all those robots and they were fighting together. It was kind of kind of like that. At least that's what. Oh I'm yeah. Like. They're, they're, no, no. Uh, that you, now that you mention it, yeah, that that kind of reminds me. And I mean, John Favreau was part of that as well, so yeah. you would expect him to kind of call back to some of the stuff that he did previously. Yeah, yeah they they like and, to. Yeah, they they like to throw a lot of callbacks into into their work. Yeah, and so I think it's cool. So now you know the war begins because Kersantin's get, getting a uh, trampled. Man, he's such a beast. Yeah, it takes a lot to get a freaking Wookiee down. Oh yeah, especially one like him. I mean, that guy looks like he's all amped up on something. But, I mean, I, I thought he was pretty good this episode. Um, there was a few continuity errors, I think. Um, like when he was running back, they still had the speeder before it got blown up by the by the Scorpionic droids, and he was like dragging his leg, gets back. And then a few scenes later, they're running away from the Scorpionic droids, and and then he's like running perfectly fine, like nothing's wrong. Yeah, with I did. Story. I did notice that. I don't know if Wookiee's. So. Well, actually, no. Wookiee's not healed that fast because we see Chewie getting treated in the Rise of Skywalker yeah. quite a bit, and he's out for pretty much most of the movie. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Maybe him just being a gladiator. Maybe he's just used to pain and just like, all right, well. I'm in the middle of the war, adrenaline's pumping, so I'll deal with all yeah. this later. That, that could have been it, but but I seriously thought he was going to be out for the rest of the the episode. I was like, okay, yeah. he takes out all these Trandoshans, and then he, then he comes in dragging a bunch of Trandoshans over him as he comes <laughs> yeah. to, to, to Boba and Mando, and yeah, I like how he they're... gets shot a couple times, gets yeah, down on yeah. his knees, gets pulled over behind him. I'm like, okay, all right. You served your purpose. You 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 basically took out all the trend oceans, so you're good. And nope, he's he's still got some fight left in him. And yeah. I think he should have still been limping a little bit later, at least showing some of his wounds. But yeah. that's just how movies generally are. It's like okay, everybody's invincible, and then finally when the war's <laughs> over, then ev- then everybody's yeah. like either perfectly healthy again, or that's when they start to show their their injuries. Yeah. I mean, I liked how they sent him over the tr- to the uh, Trandoshans because it's, I mean, Wookiees and Trandoshans. It's fitting. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was just perfect, perfect to send him over there to keep an eye on them. And then they turn on him. It's just like, yep. Yeah, surprise, never surprise. Stop. Yeah. I was hoping to see him. A little Wookiee revenge. Yeah, I was hoping to see him rip some more Trandoshan arms off, but. Dude, that would be cool. And again, rip the Gamorreans. Oh, uh, yeah. I actually. I felt bad. I was sad because they were cool. They were so loyal to Boba, and they helped him out of a few, of a, out of a few situations, and he got tossed off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They're just getting overwhelmed. It's like, okay, well, it's either get sliced down or fall off a cliff. Yeah. Looks like we're falling off a cliff, guys. All right. I'd rather fall off a cliff than get stabbed, too. That's yeah. It's a quicker out. <laughs> That ends like okay, I'm choosing my death. I'm not letting you. You're not getting the satisfaction of killing me. Yeah. You may push me to the point, but the time I die is my is my my choice, not yours. Yeah. Um, and then I was kind of a little bit fifty fifty on this. I wasn't sure I liked that Fennec was the one that left. But as I watched it the second mm-hmm. time, it made a little bit more sense to me for why she took off. Having the title of Master Assassin, I think she was the one yeah. that was the best choice in order to hunt them down and do what was necessary to take it down and let Boba stay present in in the front lines. Yeah. And to be honest, if Boba was the one, or even Mando was the one to go over there, uh, he probably wouldn't have killed them all. He probably would have. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have killed them. He probably would have captured them or something. Um, which would not have been fitting. Public execution. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it sent a message better to have Fennec Shand go. And it was just super cool to watch them, like, you know, oh. terrified in, in their own headquarters. And then the mayor just gets strung up. It's, yeah, I mean, it was, it was gruesome, but it was, it was well executed. Dude, yeah. It was it was definitely something, and yeah. even up to this point, I can't really take the fight serious. Uh, well, I mean, that? I don't know. They like we introduced to them as a syndicate during the Clone Wars. They're mentioned a little bit in Rebels, and then we see them in Solo, and then we see them in Buff Boba, but we see them a little bit here in the Book of Boba. Like we see them take out the train, and maybe that's the main reason why they. They got so pissed off at Boba and took out the Tuscan clan, not to mention Boba's demands, but I I felt like they weren't really established as the villain until, like, I want to say maybe this episode, because we don't really see too much of presence, them really doing anything, or the end of last episode when they leave the Cantona in the sanctuary and blow it up. That's when we're like, okay, yeah. they're, they're, they're officially the villain. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I can see that, especially with all the flashbacks. There wasn't a whole lot of time in the beginning of the show, uh, the season, to set them up as the actual bad guys. Because it's like, I mean, especially to to hardcore fans, you know the, who the Pikes are. You know they're they're a syndicate. So you see them. There might be an episode where you deal with them, but then you might not see them again. So um, yeah, they, they probably had to have this... more of a presence to set them up as the actual villain for the specific season so not to mention the huts yeah yeah that that threw in some confusion there it was cool to see them 
I think the the CGI was really well done on them. I thought it was oh, hilarious to see those guys struggling with their litters uh, while they were jiggling on the freaking while they were jiggling around on their litters. Uh, but yeah, it threw a little bit of confusion as to who the bad guy was for this for the show. And I still want to know why, because like Bubba wanted to kill him, but they're like, uh, "We need to get permission to kill a hut." I want to know permission from who. Yeah, didn't they all get schwacked in the in the Clone Wars? Well, uh, not all of them. No, there's a couple. Of them. Uh, oh, what's his name? But I still want to so, know that stupid hut during the Clone Wars. I mean, even so, they're not nearly as powerful as they once were. I mean, they're especially after Jabba was was, uh, was killed. I don't know. Interesting why he he said they need permission to kill a hut. Yes, seriously. Uh, so they didn't really talk about uh that too much, and I, that that's one thing that I was really curious. I don't think it's yeah. probably something that's gonna. Uh, it's not like a huge issue for me, but I'm just yeah. Something I'm still curious about. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when they gave him the Rancor, um, I thought that it was going to freaking attack him or something. Like, I thought it was a trick. Um, but that obviously didn't pay off either. So, I mean, I don't even I don't even know what their purpose was other than to give him a Rancor that he can go on a rampage with in the season finale. Oh. Yeah, exactly. If that, if, that, if that was the sole reason, then so be it. That was it was super cool. It was worth it to see Boba riding a flipping Rancor, um, and see it jumping around, um, like how they're supposed to be able to move. Because you didn't really see that in uh, the original Star Wars. Because and you don't even really see that in Bad Batch either. Or I don't think yeah. you see them in the Clone Wars, but but yeah. No. I mean, yeah, in the Bad Batch, they had the little baby Rancor, and it was jumping around a little bit, but, I mean, it was a little thing. It wasn't big. It was cool to see them kind of, like, just sit there and, like, smash on the shields of the, the Scorpionite annihilators and really, like, mess with the the energy on it. Like, they couldn't yeah. keep up with the hits and completely destroyed the shield, and they went through and just, like, started ripping them apart. Yeah, um, a, a, a cool... A cool little thing on the droid was it, it had to focus its energy forward on the shield, and yeah. that that gave Mando an opportunity to get inside because it had to weaken the shield. The rear, it's yeah, its rear shield, but the freaking Rancor couldn't kill it. That of course it still did. So. And actually, a fun note on those: those droids were originally supposed to be in the prequels. They're actually a concept art for. Uh, uh, it's supposed to be. For like the big battle droid armies, it's supposed to be like an advanced version of the destroyer droids. Interesting. Yeah, they brought them into the expanded universe. I think they're in like in a game or two, and I okay. think they're mentioned in the books. Yeah. But this is the first time that it's actually featured in like a, a canon story. Yeah. And so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, try not to be too negative, but I, I had a couple problems with them too. Uh, I mean, they were super cool showing up and super intimidating, but then, like, yeah, they blew up the uh, the little the speeder. Everyone's running away. 
and then they couldn't hit like the side of a barn you know like they were right in front of all the good guys and to me i felt like for the battle itself they could have killed off a few extras uh, you know to, to add a little bit of weight to the battle yeah i um, didn't feel like nobody really died other than the, the pikes yeah um i mean the episode the episode was great don't get me wrong but that that part was a little bit annoying like even the extras that nobody cares about they didn't bother killing them off to to be like oh shoot these things are actually super dangerous you know but that's all i had with them i thought they were super cool i love seeing like stuff that john favreau and dave filoni bring in from like the expanded universe and and and, and bring it back to to canon i think it's really interesting oh yeah absolutely absolutely and i finally remember the name of that stupid hut from clone wars it was zero Oh my gosh. Zero the hut. Is that that oh my gosh. That's <laughs> the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's a, the the one that's in the Clone Wars movie. Yeah, the one that Cad Bane rescues from the, the Jedi prison. Oh my gosh. You know when I first was like getting a little bit more into Star Wars and I heard about the Clone Wars, I I watched the movie and then after that movie I didn't get into like, I still like Star Wars, but I did not watch the Clone Wars, the TV show, for the longest time, because that was the impression that I had of the show. And I was like, I'm not watching that garbage. That's, that's <laughs> how Echo 5 and I were for a while. Yeah. So It wasn't until season I, 3 that I got into it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I gave it a second chance, because that, that was the first impression that I had of the show. And it was <laughs> so obnoxious. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I I had the same, the same uh, the same thoughts on it. I was like, okay. I even gave the first episode of Clone Wars a shot, and I'm like, this is not what I expected. I'm I'm done. And yeah, that was it. And then, then I started seeing uh commercials on Cartoon Network. It was like, okay, uh, check out uh Darth Maul's returning, blah blah. And then it was all all this publicity for it, and I was like. I'm curious how they're bringing them back, and so then I watched that, and then I was like, "All right, I'll give I, yeah. I'll give Clone Wars a second try." And I kept on watching, and it just got darker and darker. And I'm like, "Okay, this this is actually pretty cool." It actually turned into a pretty dope show, yeah. Yeah, really, really cool. So anybody <clears> out there that's uh, listening to this and hasn't watched Clone Wars, I highly recommend yeah, Clone give, Wars. Yeah, and you get a little bit more background on Ted Bane, and he won't seem so random of a character in this. Yeah. And and overarching, I mean, you see Anakin's fall to the dark side, because if you've just seen the movie, if you've just seen the Revenge of the Sith in episode two and whatnot, it seems very abrupt where he just like, you know, he's this Jedi one minute, 10 minutes later, he's killing younglings. Well, in, mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars, you see him progressing down that path of questioning the Jedi Order and just doing things that are not in line with their teachings and even having like dark moments. And, and so it's mm. gives at you a, a the, bigger story. At least the Sith are, are true to their beliefs. The Jedi don't even know what they want. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, jumping back to the, the episode. Yeah. It's very interesting how, how, when the, these, Scorpionics show up. I, I was like, okay, how the heck are they going to destroy these things? Because they're sitting there shooting their blasters at them. 
Mando even takes out the dark saber and starts slashing at it, and you're like, "Okay, get past the shield." Yeah, I was like, "Okay, how are they gonna how are they, how are they gonna handle this?" I mean, you kind of need a Jedi there to sit there and use the force to be able to to get in there, throw them around. I think it'd be no problem for Anakin or Obi, but oh, yeah. for standard Mandalorians and everybody else that isn't in tune with the force, a little bit of a little bit of a struggle for them. Yeah. I, I do the same thing. I'd run away. <laughs> yeah. Is, but, all right. You, well, we tried. Yeah. I like in the Clone Wars, you could you could roll the little the droid poppers into their shields uh, and, and and still take them out. But those shields were were better than the other ones, and you couldn't even walk into those ones. So. Yeah, Kirsten even tries, or should yeah. I say, Santo, as Bubba calls him. Yeah. Um, so, you try to get in very and deadly. Then you just and then he just gets kicked yeah, by the, yeah. that metal leg and thrown into a wall. He's like, oh, all right. Then the spy kids come and pick him up and they run off. I also thought it was funny. Uh, what was it? Strike. I think his name is Striker. I have to look it up. But I'm pretty sure that's the name. Cool character. I like the, the little thing on his eye. But I thought it was just completely pointless. There's one scene where he's just standing and he's shooting. <laughs> Does a little what spin. I've seen so and many start shooting again. I'm like, I'm like, was that really necessary? I'm like, I know it looks cool, but yeah, it's, I, I you're know in the exactly middle of a fight. That, that little spin will get you killed. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna shoot you in the back while you're spinning. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking of little Anakin at this point. Try spinning. Yeah. That's a good trick. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good trick, but pointless. If you if you go onto YouTube. You'll see all sorts of. It's just like thirty-second clips of him like spinning and like killing every people, and then it's like random people and like different shows. It's just, it's super funny. People are making fun of it all all across the board. Oh really? Okay, I'm gonna have to look yeah. that up. That's actually sounds funny. I'll probably put something on the Instagram just to, just to see what people say. Yeah, I I saw a couple of them earlier today and had me cracking up. They're pretty good. Cause it's the same thing like in uh, the Rise of Skywalker. There's like a move that Kylo does when he turns into Ben Skywalker and he's fighting the Knights of Ren. He does like this little move that was completely pointless. He like puts the saber behind his back or something to block something that, I don't know, wasn't necessary. I don't know. I'll have yeah. to look it up. Yeah. But, but, I mean, the, action, I action, that do, but they like their spins. I was going to say, I'm like, I wonder if they look at these choreographed scenes and they're sitting there watching. It's like, okay, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> we need a spin right here. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. And then what? it's the fans that come what? and say, are you guys actually watching the choreographer do all this? Because this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think when they make things more realistic, it actually makes things more interesting. Um, I mean, you take John Wick, for instance, and that guy actually... Like trained with firearms for doing the movies, and to me, yeah. it, it made the movie look way better just because he knew what he was doing. He wasn't just, you know, like trying to look cool. Yeah, basically. So, even yeah. the even the Mando and Boba when they first show up, like, like I know those rockets shooting at me isn't realistic, but. Everything in that scene seemed very like fluid. 
Yeah, it's like you said. Yeah, I mean, it's Star shooting. Wars, so it's not like everything. Kicks me up. Not... Yeah. No, I get you. I get yeah. you. Yeah. Um. So this did spend a lot of time with the uh, those giant droids, which I thought was cool. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that they didn't take him down so easily. I, I would have been disappointed if they're like, okay, they showed up. All right, we took him down. All right, what's the next? What's the next challenge? I like that. Yeah. That was kind of like the main challenge. Like the Pikes are like, oh yeah, we're gonna win because we got these. Like you can see that the Pikes were a little bit overconfident with their technology. They're like, yeah, you're not gonna stand a chance against us. And yeah. then. Well, and you have to remember, they even said that they have to protect their margins. And so, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that they're not going to pull out their most expensive toy immediately for the battle. You know, they're going to send out their their people. Their little foot soldiers. Are honestly, you know, probably replaceable. Yeah, honestly. And, and they're like, okay, it's not working, so now we actually got to bring out these expensive droids and... Try and kill him, but I did like the rank. The rancor was sitting there, just like tearing things up, and even the rancor, like the rancor, came up and still struggled to, just to destroy one of them. Yeah, and I know Mando jumps in on the second one, and he's he breaks through the shield, gets in there, uses jetpack, gets on top of it. Then he waits like 10, 15 seconds before he even starts slicing and dicing. He waits until the Rancor gets shot in the chest a couple times, and he's like, okay, now I'm going to chop you up. Yeah, and then even then... Like he, he had a lot more time to... Even then, he didn't throw a a, a killing blow to the droid. He, yeah. He plunged the Darksaber maybe only like halfway in, not deep enough to, to hit anything important, and then just tossed yeah. him off. So. And I like that they kind of let Grogu be part of the battle a little bit, even though he was, wasn't really that effective yeah uh, he's effective in saving mando mando falls down oh, and, yeah. on. and then Grogu like just reach out of the force like okay i can do this i can yeah. do this and then just pulls like a little screw out and d- disables like but the thing flies and hits Grogu, and Grogu flies yeah. back all surprised I, I thought that was super funny because i was not expecting that i thought he was just going to hold it up and yeah then he yanked i thought it was going to be like similar to yeah, I thought it was going to be similar to season one, where he lifts up that beast. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was going to be a callback to that. That's what that's what I thought it was going to be, but instead he just pulls out like a little piece and flies and hits him, and then but Mando gets up, and then Kruger's like immediately reaching for him, and he's like, all right, I'll pick you up, I'll come for you, you hurt yourself, all right, blah, blah, blah. There's like a nice little yeah. tender moment between him and Kruger. <laughs> yeah. And then he's sitting there just running with Grogu in his heart hands the whole time right in the middle of the battle. I'm like, okay. Figured would have tossed him down at, at least one yeah. time. Put, put him down somewhere safe and, and then go fight. But no. Fly <laughs> him um, off to the castle or something. And I love how they uh, they keep using the Wilhelm scream. Like, you see all through Hollywood material. It's a, it's very common. You see in uh, the, the prequels, you see it in the original trilogy, and you see it here. When the Rancor picks up the the one of the pikes, Bubba shoots him and he sits there and throws him. And then he does that little Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which also thought was funny the... how far he like threw him. Yeah, are you talking about that um like that classic action movie scream? When like a dude gets yeah. like thrown or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they call that the Wilhelm scream. Okay, I didn't know it had a name. Yeah, that's I like it's in like, I mean, 
just Almost about every any day. action movie nowadays. Yeah, so it's funny. That I think he even used it in The Hobbit, in the yeah. Goblin Town. Yeah, I just think it's so, funny that that like it's not even like specific to a certain theme of movie. It's just like any action movie, someone dies or gets thrown off of something like anywhere. Star Wars could be a freaking cowboy movie. Doesn't even matter. Just, doesn't matter. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing I liked, I liked the the interaction between Pully and the the mayor's clown. Uh, they're meeting up. They're like, "Hey, get over here, pretty boy." <laughs> and then they're like sitting there doing that thing. I was like, "I have a feeling that they're gonna hook up." She did it to Jawa, and now she's gonna go for a two lake. Oh gosh! <laughs> she's like, "I did it to Jawa once. Quite free." Would stay true to the canon of uh of Jawas. But, yeah. It's, but I have a feeling we're like, gonna see the mayor's clown in maybe Mando season three. He's probably gonna be hanging around Pelly for a bit. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more comedy quite, relief. Yeah, that'd be quite the quite the duo there. And so Bubba's doing his whole thing with the Rancor, blah blah, turning <clears> things <throat> apart. And then now we get to see our favorite blue bounty hunter show up and he ain't terrified of no rancor no he doesn't care he's like okay little, you come close to me a little bit of flamethrower yeah <laughs> get, get out of here he doesn't even care throws bubba down rancor climbs away gets out of there can't mean a way to get rid of the rancor and keep a little fair battle between cad bane but i think it would have been a little bit cooler to see the Rancor swinging at Ked Bane and him doing some rules and stuff like that. I don't know if it would be too cost-effective as far as their budget, but I think it would have been cool to see a little bit more of his skill against Boba and a Rancor, and then eventually get the Rancor out of here, and then do the standoff between Boba and Ked. Yeah. I'm glad they uh, they paid that off, because there was all, all across social media, all the, all the other you know Star Wars pages I follow, including hot spot um everyone talking about the unfinished arc of uh, the clone wars where boba and, and cad bane had their their standoff so i'm glad they they paid that off and they even made a slight uh mention towards it when when boba's like i'm not a little boy anymore so yeah i thought that was cool uh yeah so for this little standoff are you disappointed with it or was it overwhelming or underwhelming for you? Um, or were you just whelmed? <laughs> I guess I would say I was whelmed. Um, for the act, the standoff itself, I was whelmed. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I I thought Boba should have at least gotten a shot off, even if he missed. Um, but uh, I mean, Cad Bane is is pretty darn quick on that draw. He I, is, I and I think that's kind of what they wanted to stick with. Yeah. And I like I like that Boba won in the end, and with the with the gaffy stick, and he just absolutely just murdered him. <laughs> just plunged that thing in his chest. Uh, Dude, yeah, like, I think that's one thing I liked about it. It kind of shows, okay, campaign is quick to the draw with the gun, but when it comes to close quarter combat, especially against Boba, Boba has that for hand on him. So it shows that both of them have their different skills. Yeah. And so I thought that was cool. Like, most of the times that we see Boba fighting, it's with rockets 
uh, flamethrowers. He's got. He's good with his like, gadgets. Yeah, he's good with his gadgets. Mostly, Cad Bane is just a, uh, just a gunslinger, and I honestly think it would have been cool to see him a little bit with his uh, his uh, his uh, boot rockets. I think that would have been cool. Oh yeah, we didn't get that. I see that. I know that would have been probably a little too much. I know we didn't really get too much of Bo- Boba and Mando on their jetpacks, but we got enough of it. But I think it might have been harder to do live action with his boot rockets. Yeah. It works in Clone Wars because it's just animation, but. Probably would have been hard to. Because, I mean, with the jetpacks, you can just put strings on them and move them like that, but the <clears throat> the mechanics are going to work differently. If you... Mm-hmm. The rockets on his boots rather than his back. Um, yeah. After after Boba stabs him, stabs Cad with his Gadurfi stick. Uh, a little a little. Uh, Gaffy stick. I think it was Gadurfi. I'm looking at. Oh uh, no, Gaffy. Do they? Ch- I'm looking at Wikipedia. It says Gadurfi. Oh, interesting. That might just be another name. I've never heard it called that before. Hmm. Anyways, Anyways. whatever doesn't matter. We we know what we're talking about. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so he says with the gaffy stick, and in the scene where you see him holding the stick after stabbing him with it, the pointy end is bent a little bit, and in the next scene, it's straight again. So I thought that was a little. Just a little, little something like caught my eye the second time I watched it. Uh, yeah, I kind of noticed that with the rancor a little bit too. Yeah. But that's interesting. I actually didn't catch that with the the good Murphy steak. Yeah. Just a little. Uh, but I did like how, because I was actually paying attention to this part was, the actual stab wound. It had the the four pieces like the cross on. And I thought, yeah. it, I'm glad it wasn't just like just a solid hole that they did, but they actually showed the cuts yeah. from the actual blades on the end. Yeah, I noticed that too. Small little detail, but it's satisfying. Oh, yeah. And yeah. after Very he gets stabbed, wound. yeah, and then after he gets stabbed, you see the little light on his chest plate start to blink. Yeah. And so for Clone Wars fans, that's, I'm pretty sure that's a call for Toto to come rescue him. But I'm hoping he stays dead and he's just dead by the time Toto gets there. It would have just been cool to see like a little cut scene with a little uh, after credit scene with Toto just crying over Cad Bane. Oh. Get a little Seth Green in there. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I hope. I mean, it would have been cool to see more live action Cad Bane. And I hope we do see more live action Cad Bane. But after that. I hope he's just dead. Yeah, because that, I hope that we see him in other projects. Maybe like the uh, freaking the Kadurfi stick is like such a to stab someone with that thing. I mean, the pointed in his pikes, and then you've got the freaking the four spikes. That's such a traumatic wound, straight to the chest. You know, you're gonna be dead in a couple of minutes after that. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah and... So to me, I'm sorry, to, to me it seems like sometimes they try to. They they try to keep people alive, even though like they've been blown up or these huge things that would kill any normal person. And to me, it kind of takes away Just the weight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
But it yeah. worked for him, though. It, it, it did work. It worked really well for her. But ever since they introduced the modifiers, uh, even in the... I don't know if you knew that there was an after-credit scene, a mid-credit scene. Um, I saw with the marshal and the... Yeah, uh, the modifier. And, and the uh, back-to-tank, yeah. Yeah, and it's stuff like that. It's like ever since they introduced like the modifiers, especially with Fennec getting her whole stomach replaced with with a uh, droid parts. Yeah. It kind of like okay, well, all right. Anybody can die, but, <laughs> but are they dead or are they gonna bring them back? As I mean, hell, John Grievous was just entire machine, and the only thing about him I think was his brain and his heart. Everything yeah. else was uh, droid. Droid, yeah. And so you know the technology's there, but for the most part, it's like I want them to kind of if somebody dies, I want them to keep them dead. Yeah, I think I think it takes away the weight because it, it's almost cliche now to have a main character die and then a couple seasons later show up and they have some crazy explanation for it. Yeah, this and isn't like comic book guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't just use the time stone, go back or whatever. So. Uh, yeah. what do you think of the Rancor going crazy? Um, I liked the Rancor. Um, I thought it was very cool, especially after um, seeing it in the original trilogy, where it's just like stop motion, you know. And yeah. You see how far technology has come. They can make this huge beast, and not only make that beast, but put an actor on top of it. And you could tell in some scenes, just like they do with Baby Yoda, in some scenes it was an actual, you know, thing on set. Um, and then in other scenes it was actual CGI. But I think overall, I think it was well done. And I liked seeing it. Mm-hmm. I like that he, like, picked up the land speeder and just sat there and just throwed it at everybody. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed it didn't hit anybody. I think, yeah. it, like you said, like... Killing some of off of some of the extras would have been a little bit more weighted to the whole thing, but I felt like every yeah. extra that was part of Boba's team was somehow immune to getting killed. Like, yeah. I would like to see half of them jump out of the way and the other half get killed by that land speeder. Call me a morbid or whatever, but yeah, I mean it adds more weight to the to the battle. I mean, yeah. you're in a battle, so I mean, so it's not like I, they like seeing people die. I just want to. It being realistic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if they killed off, uh, I don't know his name, the Marshal, the weak way. Uh, it's the Marshal's buddy. Yeah, the bartender. Yeah. yeah like, even if they killed him off or something like that, then it would have been like, oh, shoot, no, this is, this is serious. Um, but he's not like a super big character where it's like, it's going to affect the plot, you know? Like, so... Yeah, because I actually would have liked to see him die. Not like it's not because I didn't like the character, but I think it would have actually tossed in a little bit of emotion because we see in the last episode, he's like, yeah, we're not going to join. We're not going to join. And then yeah. Cobb gets shot, and he's like, okay, now we have to join. I I, I see the threat that, that they pose now. And so yeah. you feel bad because he comes in, and now he's putting his life on the line, even though you know he didn't want to before. And then he becomes one of the ones that... Uh, lost it and then it's like oh man that sucks yeah yeah but i mean uh, overall overall i think the episode was was well done it wasn't my favorite one of the season uh, no but it, it was still enjoyable to watch i still liked it yeah i liked mando going against the rancor and then grogu comes in and 
you get to see a Jedi ability that we see with Ezra and Rebels, and then Calcastus from Fallen Order, where yeah. they have a little bit of abilities to where they can do beast taming. And yeah. so it's kind of cool to see Grogu is like, oh yeah, I got that ability. He's like, I already everybody stand back. The yeah. Rangor's going a little crazy, but I can, I, I, I can fix this. Yeah. And, I, that was and actually... so you can tell that Grogu's going to be powerful. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, even in uh, when he was at when he was working with uh, Luke, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you remember he's he's fifty years old, and Luke was mentioning, you know, I I just feel like I'm helping helping him remember rather than actually teaching him, you know. Yeah. So, which kind of reminds me of um, from the Dark Force trilogy or series, uh, and Jedi Outcast, and. I think Jedi Cat. No, I think it's mostly like a Jedi, Jedi Outcast is where you have Cal Katarn. He learns the ways of the Force. He gets to the Belly of the Jedi. He sees how dangerous the Force can be. So he decides to turn away from the Jedi, especially after it almost killed someone he was in love with. And so then it's necessary for him to come back. And so Luke has to reteach him the abilities because he's been away from the Jedi Order for so long, or just yeah. hasn't been connected to the Force for so long. And so I kind of see it as a kind of reflection of that with Grogu. It's like, okay, Grogu hasn't been using the Force for so long, so it's kind of like riding a bike again. Yeah. And Teaching then, someone how to walk again, it's been... Yeah, and just trains him, and Grogu just kind of just falls asleep. <laughs> I thought that was kind of adorable, just him snuggling up to the Rancor. Oh, yeah. I mean... I don't know if you feel this way, but almost it's just like between Mandalorian and Boba Fett, it's uh, it's Grogu and friends now. It's, it's not even it's like oh, yeah, it's sure. like it's like okay, Mandalorian, yeah, cool. Or oh, I'm gonna watch Boba Fett, cool. It's like no, I'm gonna watch Grogu and friends because either way, I'm. I didn't Grogu, think of it that way, so. but now that you mention it, <laughs> now that you mention it, I think that's how I'm gonna see it from now on. Yeah, I like, think that's what I'll, I'll title this episode too: the the book of book of Boba, chapter seven. Grogu and friends. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, so we finally get to like the end of the episode. So again, we talk about like uh, the master assassin Fennec coming in, and I love seeing the fear of all the the Pikes and the mayor and all the leaders of the area. They're like, all right, what the heck's going on? Like they were yeah. expected to be found out. Kind of reminded me a little bit of Anakin when he goes to kill the all the the separatist leaders on Mustafar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're it's all like gathered they, together and... Just one little spot, easy. Okay, all right, easy to end you guys. Grievous is done on the other planet. All right, he's taking care of. Basically, Cad Bane taking care of. So now let's take care of these guys and it's all over. Oh, yeah. And Fennec is actually extremely terrifying. I'm glad we actually got to see some of her tactics. Yeah, because she's she, not even just a straight-up bounty hunter. She's an assassin. Like, that's yeah. that's her MO is to just take people out so yeah a lot of people are saying okay uh bubba should have done it and i'm actually on the other end i'm like you know what fennec was the right person for the job yeah yeah because um, that's not really who bubba is anymore i don't think whether yeah, you I like, mean, like or not i mean he's trying to be you know he's trying to be that leader now he's not that he's not a hunter anymore so yeah like even even now like uh him and Fennec are walking the streets, and he's like, "Oh man, why does that have to be the right arm?" She's like, well, yeah, you can just yeah, go to the back to tank." Yeah. She's, she's like, "Well, you can go use the back to tank," and he's like, "Nah, it's already been used." And yeah. so that's another thing that I thought was cool. It's like, okay, Bobo is 
killing everybody else before he even considers healing himself. So I thought that yeah. was cool. Even when uh, he healed the uh, Gamorians before he healed himself, back when uh, Chris Anton attacked chapter him. Four. Yeah. Chapter 3. Not yeah. chapter 4, yeah. yeah. No, it was chapter yeah. 3. <laughs> one of the two. Yeah, uh, one he, of the two. When they survive the assassination attempt, he has the, the Gamorian go get healed before he has himself healed. So, mm -hmm. so, which is another great lead aspect of a leader is putting your people um, before yourself. Ahead of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so does it mean that Tatooine's going to be a more civilized place and a more scumming villainy? We're going to go against Obi-Wan's initial thoughts. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scumming villainy. I think Bubba's changing all that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that was, that was we... uh, wasn't that over at uh, Mos Eisley, though? Because this is Mos Espa. Well, yeah, but I mean, Tatooine as a, as a whole, though. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of a... Because it's a hut space Yeah. for the longest time. It was on the outer rim. The Empire and even the the Republic never really dealt too much on the the Tatooine side. Because yeah. even uh, when Qui-Gon and Padme, they get stuck there, Wado's like, oh, no, 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 we don't take Republic credits. So. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so... so so yeah, so it's always been kind of just like just applying it to itself, kind of out of, out of the room. People just don't really pay attention to it. People don't go there unless they have to, because you're the wild cause that's west a hut territory now. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the final shot, uh, leading into Mando season three. Mando's taking uh, off, and we got little Grogu uh, banging uh, on the window. That was hilarious. I mean, Dude, for anybody. I know, like, for anybody that's got kids, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they can relate to that. I, I definitely can. They're just oh yeah, definitely tapping on uh, the glass, like one more time, one more time. Like oh my gosh, fine. Yeah, I've got this I've the last, this is the last kids time. and my brother and his kids. Like once you once you do uh do a, even with, even with the Echo Five and his, his kids, like Kelly, like I remember uh, I used to pick him up and toss him up in the air, and then I'd be like all tired, and then be like yeah. hit my leg. He's like do it again, do it again. I'm like dude, oh, yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> and they just keep doing it. They never get tired of it. Yeah. And or so that's like kind of how Grogu is. Yeah. yeah. It just gets out of hand. So. And he just sits there banging on the window. It's like, dude, shut up already. Yeah. <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. One last time and then we're done. Yeah. And you know that wasn't the end. But I'm curious of how Amanda Season 3 is going to be. Um, I feel Chapter yeah, 5 is basically going to is what they're going to be setting up for Mando season three. I feel like the, the armor is going to be like the main villain and they're going to be doing something with taking over Mandalore. That'd be interesting. Cause yeah, I don't, Cause, I honestly don't know what other direction they'd go because season one and season two was all about getting Grogu back to Luke or at least, yeah. at least to, the, to the Jedi. And they did that, but now they're back together. So it's like, okay, what, what's yeah. the direction now? Because in chapter five, when the armor is like, okay, he's like, how do I redeem myself? She's like, oh, you got to go to the pits of blah, 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 Mandalore and do this thing. So we're definitely going back to Mandalore. But yeah. it might tie into him reclaiming his throne or something. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. But I mean, he still has the, the Darksaber. So 
is he still the rightful ruler of Mandalore, regardless if he's Mandalorian or not? Because, I mean, Darth Maul won it in combat, and he's still... And he was claimed it, yeah. Yeah, and he was still their leader. So... Yeah, Death Watch accepted it just by their laws. They accepted yeah. it. Even though, uh, what's your face? Uh, Bo-Katan is like, no, 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 no. I don't care if you have the Dark Saber. I'm not following you. Yeah. And so... I think that would make a very intriguing uh season kind of like mando goes there he has a dark saber and you have like this dissension of people that are like okay well yeah remember the laws he technically is our leader now and then you have the mm-hmm. others that are against it and a little bit of a civil war on him trying to claim it and i wonder if bokatan will back him up or if yeah because you have to remember she's they've been attacking imperial remnants and taking their weapons and ships and and building up so i mean that could pay off and Mando season three as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so she joins Death Watch again with the armor. Yeah. JK, or, JK. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I can. But, I don't know, it'll be interesting. Um, season three will definitely be something interesting. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. By far. Well, so overall season, what are your thoughts? What do you rate it before we, before we oh, rate this off? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I usually gotta think about these things. Um, let's see. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't like great, great in my opinion. I would probably rate it. I'm gonna go ahead and rate it a solid. I'll give it a seven. See, I, I think that's where I'm landing on it too. Nah, for me, I think seven, seven fits it. That's like a, right as a, as a story. Right there, that's for me where, like, if it goes lower, then it's not good. For me, at least. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was it was still good, and I, I enjoyed it, and I'm definitely going to watch it again. And I'll definitely binge-watch it again. Um, but um, I, I just felt like they had to bring in The Mandalorian for two episodes in a row towards the end of the season. And he, like, completely stole the show. Which was fine, to be honest. I thought he was cool. I loved those episodes, but it felt like I was watching The Mandalorian and not The Book of Boba Fett. The so Book of Boba. Kind of weird. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's, that's kind, that of, basis, kind of why I stand at. Runs a seven. Yeah, that's kind of why I I said it as a solid seven as well. Um, Echo three, he kind of said he's like, I can't call this season bad, but I can't call it good either. Like the individual yeah. episodes were great and entertaining. But as a story that they're trying to tell, I just got a little confused on it. It's like, okay, are we telling Amanda's story or are we telling Boba's story? Yeah. And if yeah. we are telling Boba's story, then why are we focusing so much on Grogu and Luke and Ahsoka? Not that yeah. I was disappointed with any of that. No, but they shouldn't but have stolen story, entire episodes. They shouldn't mm-hmm. have stolen two entire episodes. Then I'll have this meme that I'm going to post later. It's going to kind of describe the whole season. Uh, I'll okay. probably post that later tonight or tomorrow. It's actually pretty. It's you know how they do like those little horse drawings. Yeah. And it's like okay, it starts off drawing really good, and then it starts drawing off bad. Well, this one yeah. uh, has a a picture of a horse being drawn, like, and then in the middle of it, two slants of it is a tiger being drawn, and then the rest <laughs> of the horses, then the rest of the horse is drawn after. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's I mean... like the perfect representation of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Not that it was bad, it was just confusing. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, well, guys, I hope you enjoyed our discussion of Chapter Seven. Uh, next week, we're going to be bringing in a couple special guests. Uh, two Star Wars accounts are going to be joining us, and we're going to discuss the whole season, kind of give us a, give our thoughts, and kind of discuss a few other things. Um, so look out for that. I believe we'll post that on the twentieth. Um, but until then, uh, be sure to like and comment. It helps people find us better and generally generates more activity for us. So we're able to get our names out there. Um, also be sure to check out the links in the description where you can find our Discord, where you can chat with other fans like yourselves and discuss the mysteries of the Star Wars universe. Uh, also be sure to follow us on Instagram where we continue to post updates, news, and uh, occasionally memes. So am I kidding? Most of the time we're, we're uh, shooting memes and occasionally news. Um, if you are looking for some new shirts that shows your love of Star Wars, we got you covered, guys. Uh, we have some designs that we worked on, and we know you guys will love. Uh, we're working on a couple other ones. Uh, be sure to check out. We're going to be doing one for Return of the Jedi. I've got one that's going to be a special one for Kenobi that's going to be a celebration exclusive. And we got a couple other ones that we're excited to show you guys. So check out our Teespring below. And tell your friends about it. Uh, I'm sure they'll love it as well. Um, so that is it. Echo 2 out. Echo 7 out. May the Force be with you. Always.